This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the War Room today. Um, I am honored to have this specific guest on because we have a lot of lot in common when it comes from the power of sales. So I'm really looking forward to exploring some of those things, plus Jesus, the myriad of other things you got going on. Um, welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Jason. And for your audience, my name is Kelly Shaw. I've been in sales for almost 50 years. I know I don't look it. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and from a guy who probably should never have got into sales, because I was horrible. I mean, it was so bad. And I had no business getting into sales, but something something kept calling me. And I said, damn it, I'm going to give it a shot. I don't care what anybody says. I was told you do not belong in sales. Get out, get a real job. <laughs> Thank God I didn't listen. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I I would say I was never like awesome at sales years ago. And I mean, I took that sales journey to 10, 15 years ago. And, but here's the thing. If you're, if you own a business, you should be able to sell somehow, right? Uh, I mean, you got to kind of know how to sell your own stuff a little bit too. <laughs> well, hey, Jason, I mean, I look, if, if you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, mm. you know, you, I can tell you if you saw my wife that I'm a damn good salesperson. <laughs> There's no so reason funny. I should be with that woman. That's <laughs> but, funny. You know, Sales is in every part of our daily life, whether you're mm. in sales or not. If you just got a job, you getting a promotion is going to rely on some sales skills. Mm -hmm. um, meeting your future spouse or partner is probably going to require some selling skills. Yeah. Um, you know, negotiating on selling a home or buying furniture or, or whatever. I mean, all day, every day, we are surrounded by having to sell ourselves or our product or our service. Yeah, for sure. Well, let, let's dig into this a little bit because I, I'm curious as, you know, where you come from and, you know, did your family grow up? Did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs yourself or? Wow, well, no. No? No, my dad, my dad was 30-year Army, Army Air Corps, Air Force, World oh. War II, Korean War, and the very, very beginning of the Vietnam War. Um, my mother was a stay-at-home mom. You know, we're from a little town in, in Yorkshire called Doncaster, England. My dad died when I was young. My mother married a Yank uh, when I was like, I don't know, five years old. Um, and we came to the States. And that in itself is a heck of a story, Jason. I'll yeah. have to tell it to you one day. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I... I, I I came, stayed at a, a, on a farm with my grandparents. I was traumatized by the ban, Banny rooster. Um, 
traumatized with having to pluck chicken feathers and eat the dog mm. thing later. It ruined me for chicken for many years. Thank goodness I got over that. But yeah, I, I went in the Marine Corps after high school. When I was in high school, I was four foot 11. I wrestled 101. And I had to drink a can of Hershey's every day to get up to my weight just to try to wrestle. And I just grew when I went in the Marines and I came out, you know, 5'11", you know, 180, um, a different person, but I had no background in sales. And I was working for my stepfather, uh, a second stepfather uh, in construction. And I realized I enjoyed it, but man, doing it in the rain in Washington state and doing it in the winter, like, no, I got to do something that I can have fun. And I just, got this idea to go into sales. And I remember I applied at a bunch of places and this one lady called me back. I thought I had a job like, oh, cool. And she goes, I wanna to talk to you. So I go to meet with her and she tells me, Kelly, I could never hire you. You do not belong in sales. You didn't shake my hand properly when we met. You didn't look me in the eye, which means either you're intimidated or you're hiding something. Your fingernails look like hell. Thank goodness I get manicures and pedicures now. She went through this litany of things, but she did give me one tip. If you're serious about doing this, go join the Dale Carnegie School. Mm -hmm. And I did that day. Yeah, nice. And nice. that was a huge game changer for me because not only did I learn to sell the right way, the right way, mm -hmm. I also learned how to become a public speaker. And that, my friend, is what I live for. I love being on stage and mm -hmm. sharing the wealth. Yeah. So, well, I will tell you though. So, backing up a little bit in that story, right? And It's the high performance part, right? And so there's a little connection in there that you skipped over, right? And that's you were in, you served your country, you were in the core, right? So, yeah. So that part of it, right? Whether it's athletes, firefighters, you know, military, whatever the case may be, you see a whole different dynamic of entrepreneur. Um, that come from high performance backgrounds, like, like those different things. Right. Right. And those are drivers, man. They're big drivers and they're the, their reasons sometimes un, you know, unbeknownst to ourselves as to what like charges us down that path. Right. Cause yeah. when everybody else is running away from the fire, we're running into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, and it's funny because I, I talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, you know, I, I could never be a salesperson. And I go, well, what do you think a salesperson really is? And, you know, I, I, I ask them, I say, Let me, what's your favorite restaurant here in town that when you have friends, where do, where do you send them? They go, oh, I send them over to the Paddle House. It's like a great sports bar. It's got this. It's got great food, the servers. I go, okay. Um, so you sell your friends on going to that place. Um, do they cut you an affiliate check? <laughs> they go, no. I mean, when when does when was the last time you got a commission from them? They go, well, I don't get a commission. <laughs> oh, but you sell your friends on going there because you know they're going to get served, and it's going to make you feel good to know that they had a great meal and good service, right? They go, yeah. I go, well, what's what's a movie you've seen lately? You told a bunch of friends about. Oh, Barbie. 
Jesus. Oh, cool. And and you you went you went and saw Barbie. I said I went and saw Oppenheimer and Barbie. I had to do the whole Oppenheimer Barbie thing. And um, man, I really loved Oppenheimer. I, I mean, I I've told probably twenty friends. But you know what? I stole the one going spending the money to see that thing in seventy millimeter, which is like there's only nineteen screens in the whole world at seventy millimeter. <laughs> and I did not get a commission check either. But I sold them. You see. All sales is, is taking your excitement for something. Maybe it's skiing or snowboarding. Giving that excitement to somebody so they mm -hmm. have the same excitement as you, you sold them. In sales, all you got to do is make it fun, make it easy, mm -hmm. and let them enjoy the experience. Yeah, totally, 100%. And I guess one of the major takeaways that, I have, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tout that I'm the best salesperson in the world either, but, but I found for me, at least sales is, it's all about just being conversational. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and, and building the relationship, building no like, and trust. Right. And inevitably, if, if it's a pain point, people are going to sell themselves. <laughs> I mean, a big portion of the time. Right. And I think where a lot of people make mistakes is, you know, they don't do any relationship building at all. Right. It's like, here, you need this. I got a solution. Here you go. Buy it. Right. And yeah. people don't, they don't, they want to buy. They just don't necessarily want to feel like they're being sold. I think. Sold, yeah. 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 Right. So you know, for me, that was always a huge lesson that I've always taken away from a lot of sales mentors that I've had over the years too. Um, we're, we're just those little tiny things and it's not, it's not like it's rocket science. It's almost like everyday activity. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I had a mentor when I first got into sales, I, I started working at a, um, little shoe store in Port Angeles, Washington. And there's this old guy, working there and he had his clients rolling on the floor laughing all day long. He was so funny. Mm. And we were talking one day and he goes, Hey, listen, your body can only have one thought at a time, either good or bad. I'm going to make it good. If the people are laughing and they're having a good time, they're communicating, they're talking. They are also then in a better frame of mind and it's going to be easier for them to spend the kind of money they're going to need to spend to get the mm -hmm. right kind of shoes. And I've taken that philosophy from that. That was 43 years ago or more. Um, and I just, I make people laugh. You know, it's not like I'm funny. Look at me. But, you know, I got a, I got a face for radio, my wife says. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to get into conversations. You know, people, people ask me like, okay, what's, what's your number one gift? What do you, I go like, you know what? It's not a gift. It's a trait I learned. I have no gifts. The good Lord did not give me any specific gifts. Maybe a small, slight speech impediment. That's about it. <laughs> um, but I don't have any gifts. What I did was I memorized, internalized, and then prioritized the things I wanted to do. And it became so natural to me. I believe we all have scripts, right? In sales, mm. everybody has a script. Some people's scripts suck. 
they make 40, 50, 60 grand a year. Like, give me a break, dude. Yeah, Some right? people have scripts that they're making four, five, six thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. But I've got friends whose scripts are so good, they're making, in some cases, a million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we all speak English. Some of us better than others. Me, not so much most of the time. But the words are the words. It's the way we organize them that can either lead us closer to the sale or further away. Mm. Treading water is getting further away from the sale. If you're not moving closer, you're falling behind. So it's like you've got to be able to come up with a script or a game plan, right? It can change, but you got to know it so well. I'll tell you a story. So I had a mentor in the financial services world. So I got into financial services after I was tired of running retail stores and going in and turning stores around. That was Mm -hmm. my background. And I went to work for this guy and he goes, oh, I don't want you to be my seminar speaker. I want you to sell annuities with me. I go, okay, cool. What's an annuity? (laughs) (laughs) I got literally 15 minutes of training when you put me out on my own. And I came back, I actually made some sales without knowing what the heck I was doing. But I said, Paul, I want to go out with you for a week. I just want to mirror and match you, right? I just want to watch you. So I'm home one day practicing my script. On Saturday mornings, I'd make all my phone calls to book my appointments for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And my wife came in and goes, I didn't know you stuttered. I go, I don't stutter. She goes, "Uh, you just did. I go, (laughs) no, I didn't. She goes, you did. I go, I did not. She goes, listen to your tape, because I used to tape myself practicing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what a lot of people will not do, because we never like our own voices, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to the tape, and sure enough, I was stuttering. I went, oh, well, that's where Paul always stutters in his presentation. <laughs> so he goes, picked up on it. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I learned this from Tony Robbins, and, and I know Tony. Tony's a friend of mine. I, lo- I love Tony. It's like, if, if you're going to do, you want to uh, do something, find somebody you can relate to. Yeah. Do what they sure. do. Success leaves crumbs. It leaves a trail. So does failure, by the way. Mm-hmm. Too many of us are picking up the crumbs of failure, not the crumbs of success. Yeah, true. I think I, I, think I finished that story. But yeah, I mean, I've always believed, like, I, I helped, when I met my wife five years ago, she was doing this part-time real estate thing with this lease with right to purchase program run by a huge national company, right? A real legit program. And I went, Oh my God, I've bought 12 houses in my life. Lease with right to purchase. I love tying up property and not having to put any money out of my pocket, but I control if I get to buy it when it's right for me. And when I get mm-hmm. to sell it. Right. Yeah. Sure. So I, I went through all the stuff I internalized. I, I, I took a bunch of phone calls, but I got a script down that is like unbelievable. Within two years, my wife is the number one agent in the country in real estate for this firm. And they're now owned by Blackstone, the largest private equity firm in the world. And because of our team and how I've trained all the team members, they all have their scripts. They're different than mine, but they're comfortable with mm-hmm. them. They're not for a script. It is what they say and do and how they do it. That is just a game changer. 
Yeah. It's the second nature part, right? That's, yeah. that's really yeah. what it is. I mean, and you, you start, thing... yeah, you well, start, ahead. you start with a baseline, right. Of, uh, you know, I remember some of the very first sales training I went to, it was like, well, you got to have a script. Right. And then they'd like, here's a baseline, right? This is not what it's actually going to look like. Right. Cause right. you've got to be able to put some freaking personality into the thing too. Right. And yeah. I tell you what, by the end of two weeks, that looked, it, it wasn't even the same script anymore. <laughs> it was totally different, but right. it worked for me really, Correct. really well, you yeah. know? So there's some, some key importance to that for sure. Well, and that's one thing I learned in the Marine Corps is you, you spend a lot of time practicing before you ever go out into combat, right? Mm-hmm. And why do you, why do we practice so much? So that we internalize when, when something happens in combat, you know what to do and how to do it. You don't have to think. It's kind of like a Formula One driver. If you're doing 240 miles an hour down a backstretch, right, and you got a hairpin turn coming up, you, you can't think. If you have to think, you're going to die. you got to yeah. react. And when a car loses control in front of you doing 180 miles an hour and you're only 20 feet away from it, your reaction time has got to be instantaneous. And if you have to think about what I'm going to do, am I going to steer left? Am I going to steer right? Am I going to tap the brake, brake loose, go around? Am I going to break it free, spin around this guy? Whatever it is, you got to know and react accordingly. You can't think. And I think that's one thing I definitely got from the Marine Corps is you've got to practice drill and rehearse like all the time mm-hmm. until it come, becomes so second nature. Um, you know, find a mentor with a style of of sales you love and just do exactly what they do. You'll always tweak it to your personality. Mm -hmm. But I think we, you know, I was thinking about coming on this podcast. I I watched a a documentary maybe two weeks ago on food, right? So I'm really into food. Like, and this is all about, you know, the bad crap we eat and all these diets and how they're ridiculous. And, and I think a lot of salespeople and business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs are on the sales and business coaching diet. Mm. There's a new bad out. They want to try this new sales technique. Then there's, you know, and it's kind of like, look, if you've ever done body, my wife was a bodybuilder for a very short period of time, entered a contest. Um, but when, when, when you deal and you've dealt with Jason, Athletes, NFL athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so yeah when, for sure. When they're, when they're in season or even when they're off season, they know exactly what to put in their body, exactly when to put it in their body, and exactly the ingredients to put in their body. So they know the micronutrients and they, they know their macros, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. no, I, I've got a little bit too much fat in my protein. I need a little bit less there and I need a little bit more carbs and I need a little bit more fat or a little bit less fat. And, oh, I got to eat. It's been three hours since I ate. I got to eat again. I got to keep my body optimized and fueled. And I think in sales and and, 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 and in coaching, it's there's a new fad like every day. And I I follow a lot of these. I follow all the sales gurus. And, yeah, they're all good. And but if, if when you break them all down, they are really doing and saying kind of the exact same thing that the old school sales trainers taught. OG Mandino, Dale Carnegie, Uh all those people were Christian, were Christians number one, 
and every one of their books do not ever give you any sales techniques. They talk to you about serving. Mm-hmm. It's one thing I, I don't think we we look and like what I tell my wife all the time. Look, babe, we may not make any money on this, but it's the right thing to do. We got to do it. Yeah, we, we just we have to do it. We have to serve. If we serve, we'll reap later on. It's kind of like you know I had to plant junk on the farm when I was a kid, right? And when you plant like in the early spring, you can't harvest that until the late fall. And there's a whole lot of work that goes on in between. Mm -hmm. And then you get the reward. And I think if we have more of a serving mindset and we know we're doing the right thing, it will come back tenfold somewhere down the road. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, and I talked to business owners and, you know, they don't know their KPIs. They don't, salespeople don't know their real numbers. They have this idea and it's normally way off. You know, they think they're pretty good. And I say, you know, when I'm training somebody and I go, look, let's come up with a plan to double your income in the next 12 months. How am I going to do that? I can't work twice as many hours. I can't see twice as many people. I go, we only have to improve five to 7% in anywhere from seven to 10 different areas. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe it's one area you might want to work on is getting a better get better quality, uh, quality questions. Like to me, my number one thing that I'm probably known for, dude, I ask a lot of questions. I want to know a lot of stuff, but I'm always on track that it's going to, normally my questions are going to lead me exactly where I know I need to go to help them scratch their itch or solve their mm-hmm. pain point. Yeah, but, yeah. But if I don't ask the right questions and when somebody will answer and they say, and they'll give me an answer and I go, you know, that's interesting. You know, when you say blah, 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 do you mean it this way or that way? Or explain to me exactly what you mean by that. Um, I was doing some training at a car dealership one time. I was going over this whole, you know, feature, advantage, benefit, and blah, blah. blah. So I'm, I, I watched this guy come up and the salesperson greets him and he's, and, he, and he's doing a really good job. He's asking some really good questions. And he goes, sir, what's the most important thing in the next car uh, that you're really, really looking for? And he goes, oh, I want something that's like really safe. My, and, and so he, he starts in this presentation about crumple zones, uh, airbags. And I kind of interceded and I go, Hey, you know, I, I, I overheard you guys talking and I, I, I loved your answer. You said safety. Can you paint a picture of what that looks like? And he goes, yeah, my wife's a flight attendant and she sometimes lands at midnight right after a international flight. And mm-hmm. we live down in orange County and she's going to be on, be on the freeway. I, I don't want the car breaking down. And that's, that's safety, right? But it's not mm-hmm. the safety the salesperson was Yeah, thinking. sure, sure. And, and so I told the kid, I go, sell your, on, your roadside assistance, sell OnStar, you know, sell what, whatever. I mean, that's, by the way, OnStar is great. I lo- my dogs lock my, yeah. my car and my keys in it. Thank goodness I just called OnStar and said, hey, can you unlock my car, please? I accidentally, (laughs) my dogs. That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. No, the, uh, 
you know, this is like, uh, this is really, really, really good. Like, um, I hope people that are listening are like picking up all these little things here. Right. Because I mean, this is the stuff people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> so you're giving a pretty damn good education here to uh, a bunch of business owners for sure. And, you know, the, I, I've always looked at sales, I guess, as an art. I think it's an art form in, in its, in its own way. And it's, it's no different than anything else in our life where it applies to everything. I mean, like yeah. you said, when we first got started, I don't care what you're doing. You, you are always selling something right in your life. It doesn't matter what it is. It's funny. Absolutely. You, you, you brought up uh, you, your wife, uh, you being a hell of a good salesman, the guy that actually taught me how to sell. The only reason he took me under his wing and is, is he goes, you, you have to be a good sales guy. Cause there's no reason she should be with you. <laughs> oh man! So he goes, you know what? I'm going to teach you everything I know. I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> and he did. I worked with him for the next year and you know, I had, uh, in some of my own companies, cause I was running my own sales with inside of my own company too. And we had like three or $400 million worth of sales that year after the fact. And most of it was me. <laughs> nice. And, you know, I know there's tons of salespeople that like could blow that out of the water, but that's not, not really the point. The point was, is I just, I honed the craft and I couldn't even tell you now what conversion rates and all that shit was, but, but I was pretty decent at it. I had honed yeah. my own craft down to this was me and my style. Right. Yeah. So, still you know, I'm glad you brought up the, you, you brought up art form of sales, you know, cause it reminds me for an old white guy, <clears throat> I'm a damn good dancer. Right. <laughs> and so I can, I can cut a rug on any hip hop dance floor and That's have all funny. the sisters and brothers going, woo. Um, but you're right, you know, sales and, and running a business is kind of like dancing. You have a partner, you, and when you're selling, your partner is your client, the one you're mm -hmm. trying to help, right? You're trying to dig deep and try to solve their problems. Um, not superficial, like, you know, I got pain in my left arm. Oh, just go take some aspirin. No, it, it could be a heart attack. It could be all kinds of stuff, right? It could be a torn rotator. Who knows? We got to ask more questions and we got to dig deeper and we got to, you know, experiment. But sales and, and running a business is like dancing. You know, mm. it, it's there's a rhythm to it. And you got to find out what that rhythm is. And then you've got to tap into it. Right. And it's like, I, I always hear people. And this drives me absolutely freaking crazy. Drives me nuts. They go, uh, what's the golden rule? Sell everybody the way you want to be sold. Bullshit. That is the stupidest freaking advice I have ever freaking heard. Mm -hmm. You know how you should sell people? How about the way they want to be sold? Yeah. And gals, you know, when we're with somebody, 
we've got to understand their kind of personality, their flow, their rhythm, and mm-hmm. we've got to match that. It's kind of like in the old days, they had these things called radios, I think, in a car, and they had a <laughs> dial to go back and forth between the station. And if your favorite radio station was 98.7, you could still hear it at 98.6, but it was a little staticky and a little yeah, tough, right? Right, right, And right. sales is the same way. You got to have that thing dialed in so it's a clear channel of communication, not mm-hmm. one notch off. One notch off, you're going to lose sales, huge amounts of sales. Yeah, totally. But if I was going to give, you know, I know we, we talked earlier. If I was going to give somebody one bit of advice, mm-hmm. learn your style. I love DISC. I also love another program. But for sales, I love DISC the most because it focuses on two things, pace, either fast paced or slow paced and task-oriented or people-oriented, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can see that somebody's kind of fast-paced and people-oriented, that's a 99% close to me, like all the time, because I'm fast-paced and very people-oriented. I just got to remember to ask for the sale, right? Make it easy, make it fun. The the slower personality, but still people-oriented, I need to slow my ass down. I need to talk about them and the future, what the product's going to produce, who they can come see if they have issues. What's going to happen? What about things like warranties and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. those things are guaranteed are important to those kinds of people. And I did, I've done an amazing job selling to engineers, which I shouldn't be able to, but I learned one thing. They know more uh, almost about everything that I don't know about. So I'm not going to try to pull the wool over their eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, though I will know where to, tell them to go to find the information that will probably lead them to pick my product or service. And I'll have things highlighted. And this is what car and driver said. This is what road and track said. This is what financial times said about this company. And I will have it highlighted. If you look up the August edition, 2021, this is what they said about Allianz Life. I'm not going to say anything like it's the best company. They're this, they're that. It's like, you know what? Don't take my word for it. I'm a salesperson. Mm-hmm. How about the financial times, New York times. That's what they said. Right. Yeah. So I think if, if people were to really dig down deep and just learn to either speed up or slow down, either focus on the task or focus on the people, I think almost everybody could probably double their sales in 90 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll I'll tell you. <clears throat> I mean, if 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 you listening to what you're listening to, I'm talking to the audience here, and I mean, you just got a hundred thousand dollar sales education on this call. So um, I hope you're like really taking it taking it to heart. And number two, if you really want to be that guy or gal that knocks it out of the park how how do you want people to reach out to you my friend you know the easiest thing jason is just go to our website it's called kingdomsalesacademy.com um we have master classes about once a month for a couple hundred bucks it's they're like a four-hour class very Mm. inexpensive they can sign up there there's also a couple of ebooks uh i've got available for them to download for free and um there's actually a a course called the 21 silver bullets. I, I talk about the vampires that are 
sucking the lifeblood out of your business. There's 21 of them. We have the silver bullets to kill them. Um, but <laughs> it's a really good course. It's 23 videos, about half an hour each. So this is about 12 hours of solid content. If somebody were to go through that course, they're going to now know everything they need to know to run a successful business. Mm. And they'll probably be able to figure out from that training course, the next steps they should take to really take their you know, life to another level. You know, six years ago, well, five years ago, when I met my wife, I told her, I go, look, I'll help you with the real estate business. Uh, I'm going to take you to one of the top agents in the world. She is, she's in the top 1% of all agents internationally now for her broker. There's 90,000 agents. Mm. Um, she's in the top one and a half percent. So I said, but we have to do it my way, number one. And that is, we're going we're gonna to pick our lifestyle. We're going to pick what we want to do. And we're going we're gonna to handle our business remotely. You know, mm -hmm. I read Tim Ferriss's book and ever since then. So like we travel, we're gone four months of the year to different countries. Um, we've already been in Portugal and Spain one month each this year. We're leaving again next week for Spain for two months. Um, we actually just bought a house there on the Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, look, guys, gals, paint, do yourself a dream board. I mean, seriously, I, I got a really killer story about that dream board, but I did a presentation for a big financial services company one time and five years later, my assistant who was no longer my assistant calls me up she goes kelly remember when you did that big presentation on stage for that life insurance company i go yeah the dream board thing she goes yeah you know i went home and i did my dream board but i put it under my bed and forgot about it and i pulled it out today because i'm moving and the house that i put on my dream board five years ago is the actual house that i'm moving into which is a mile down the road she goes i had no idea I had put the picture of that house on my dream board, but it happened. Wow. You know, stories, stories like that. So I don't think a lot of us, you know, we'll, we'll spend hours and weeks planning a vacation, but we don't really plan our life. We don't really plan time with our kids. I've had mm -hmm. some really great coaches. One is Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. And, you know, we always planned like killer vacations. We planned time away from the office, no phone calls, no emails. We had days where we focused on work and it was like just in the military, we said assholes and elbows just all day long, 12 hours, mm -hmm. hard work, three days a week. But I walked my kids to school every day. I picked them up every day. We walked home. We play I spy with my little eye. We'd have fun games to play. But I was able to like coach my kids soccer team. I ran a ski and snowboard program for 25 years on the weekends in the winter. Um, I, I was able to be there you know, when they needed me. And the cool thing is, uh, I read a study many years ago about somebody doing all these interviews on deathbeds. You know, it's funny, nobody on their deathbed ever said, I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I would have made more money. You know, mm -hmm. I wish I would have got a better promotion or a better job. You know what they all say? I wish I could have had a better quality time with my family and my loved ones. I wish I could have been there for my kids at those soccer games and at those baseball games and those football games. But I, I was an absent dad because I was working and I prioritized work over family. You can do both, but man, you got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about that, man. I've, I've spent, God, the better part of the last seven years 
you know, organizing, you know, 14 companies that I own and organizing all those things so I can be present with life. Right. Right. And nobody's saying it's easy. It isn't freaking easy, but it's achievable. But if you never actually go for it, it's never going to happen. Right. Correct. (laughs) you got to actually go for it and like get off your ass and do something about it. That's for sure. But anyway, well, Hey, I I got one last question here that uh, is kind of for all the, all the, all the money in the world, right? Um, The money question. And that is, you know, if you could have invited anybody here today at any Mm -hmm. given point in time in history, dead or alive, doesn't matter. Um, who would have you loved to have had here and why? Well, you know what? I tell you, probably actually two people, if, if I can sure. share. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet. One is uh, Tony Robbins, because if it wasn't for his first, one of his very first firewalk uh, programs I went to in, I think in Arlington, Virginia, Walking on those hot coals and coming off of those things really taught me about mindset and belief and um, I mean, it taught me so many things. So I would say Tony, number one. And, and number two, some people may not like this guy, but you, you got to love what he's accomplished in the last 10 years. We came from the same background. In fact, my company sold him his very first sales training tapes, and that's Grant Cardone. Grant bought a sales training tape from my company. We handled all the uh, sales for a guy named Jackie B. Cooper on the West coast of the United States. And he was in LA and, you know, dealers were calling me saying, Hey, do you know anything about this Grant Cardone, dude? I know, I, I know he sold him some tapes, you know, I, <laughs> Hey, any sales training is better than no sales training. He seems to know what he's talking about. But 10 years ago, we were in the exact same space. Having, some difficulty. I had to get back to the basics and selling again and designing my life. And he started designing his life. He just designed a bigger life than me. That's why he's got multiple jets, multiple helicopters, a house on the beach in Florida. He's traveling all over the world on these super yachts. Look, if Grant Cardone can do it, man, that dude doesn't even speak English right. (laughs) Right? And look at Tony Robbins. He's a behemoth with the biggest head you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) And he was living under a overpass in LA. And look what he's done. He's changed millions of people's lives. I'd like to have had those two on this show, on this show to let them know that they both made a huge impact in my life. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's to me, that's what it's all about. It's all about, impact right everything's about impact sales is about impact everything that we do in life is to well at least my belief is should be to impact other people that's that servant leadership right i mean i grew up in it i grew up in that i was in the military for 23 years i understand the servant leadership model and when people right. say, oh, we shouldn't use those terms, it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. 
piss off, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it paints the picture very succinctly, right? Absolutely, man. So you why it does. Why pussyfoot around it? Just call it what it is. Yeah, that's right. But, but man, this has been a blast, brother. I'm really glad that, uh, you know, I got to have you on the show today for sure. And, you know, I always like to say wrapping things up is, uh, you know, we all have the same 168 and, uh, thanks for taking an hour out of your day to be here and like really just slamming the info down, man. I mean, you, you left it all on the table for the audience and that's, that's, uh, I, I really do, do think that there was a lot of nuggets and I hope people caught them. Yeah, well, Jason, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on a show like this. I, I love talking sales. I love talking, helping people, you know, get better at their career, get better at their life. And, uh, you know, I I would do this anytime. So if you ever want me back, believe me, brother, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, th thanks again, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.